0: This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. A Utopia of Usurers by G. K. Chesterton Section 9 The Art of Missing the Point Missing the Point is a very fine art, and has been carried to something like perfection by politicians and pressmen today. For the point is generally a very sharp point, and it is, moreover, sharp at both ends. That is to say that both parties would probably impale themselves in an uncomfortable manner if they did not manage to avoid it altogether. I have just been looking at the election address of the official liberal candidate for the part of the country in which I live, and though it is if anything rather more logical and free from cant than most other documents of the sort it is an excellent example of missing the point the candidate has to go boring on about free trade and land reform and education and nobody reading it could possibly imagine that in the town of Wycombe, where the poll will be declared the capital of the Wycombe division of bucks which the candidate is contesting center of the important and vital trade on which it has thriven a savage struggle about justice has been raging for months past between the poor and the rich as real as the French Revolution the man offering himself at Wycombe as representative of the Wycombe division simply says nothing about it at all it is as if a man at the crisis of the French terror had offered himself as a deputy for the town of Paris and had said nothing about the monarchy nothing about the republic nothing about the massacres nothing about the war but had explained with great clearness his views on the suppression of the jansenists the literary style of racine the suitability of Tournay for the post of commander-in-chief and the religious reflections of madame de maintenon for at their best the candidates topics are not topical Home rule is a very good thing, and modern education is a very bad thing, but neither of them are things that anybody is talking about in High Wycombe. This is the first and simplest way of missing the point, deliberately to avoid and ignore it. The Candid Candidate It would be an amusing experiment, by the way, to go to the point instead of avoiding it. What fun it would be to stand as a strict party candidate, but issue a perfectly frank and cynical election address. Mr. Moseley's address begins, Gentlemen, Sir Alfred Cripps, having been chosen for high judicial position and a seat in the House of Lords, a by-election now becomes necessary, and the electors of South Bucks are charged with the responsible duty of electing, etc., etc. But... Suppose there were another candidate whose election address opened in plain manly style like this. Gentlemen, in the sincere hope of being myself chosen for a high judicial position, or a seat in the House of Lords, or considerably increasing my private fortune by some government appointment, or at least inside information about the financial prospects, I have decided that it is worth my while to disperse large sums of money to you on various pretexts and with even more reluctance to endure the bad speaking and bad ventilation of the Commons House of Parliament so help me god I have very pronounced convictions on various political questions but I will not trouble my fellow citizens with them since I have quite made up my mind to abandon any or all of them if requested to do so by the upper classes the electors are therefore charged with the entirely irresponsible duty of electing a member or in other words I ask my neighbors round about this part who know I am not a bad chap in many ways to do me a good turn in my business just as I might ask them to change a sovereign my election will have no conceivable kind of effect on anything or anybody except myself so i ask as man to man the electors of the southern or Wycombe division of the county of buckingham to accept a ride in one of my motor cars and poll early to please a pal god save the king i do not know whether you or i would be elected if we presented ourselves with an election address of that kind but we should have had our fun and comparatively speaking saved our souls and i have a strong suspicion that we should be elected or rejected on a mechanical majority like anybody else nobody having dreamed of reading an election address any more than an advertisement of a hair-restorer. Tyranny and Headdress But there is another and more subtle way in which we may miss the point, and that is not by keeping a dead silence about it, but by being just witty enough to state it wrong. Thus some of the liberal official papers have almost screwed up their courage to the sticking point about the bestial coup d'etat in South Africa. They have screwed up the courage to the sticking point and it has stuck. It cannot get any further because it has missed the main point. The modern liberals make their feeble attempts to attack the introduction of slavery into South Africa by the Dutch and the Jews by a very typical evasion of the vital fact, The vital fact is simply slavery. Most of these Dutchmen have always felt like slave owners. Most of these Jews have always felt like slaves. Now that they are on top, they have a particular and curious kind of impudence, which is only known among slaves. But the liberal journalists will do their best to suggest that the South Africans' wrong consisted in what they call martial law. That is, there is something specially wicked about men doing an act of cruelty in khaki or in vermilion, but not if it is done in dark blue with pewter buttons. The tyrant who wears a busby or a forage cap is abominable. The tyrant who wears a horsehair wig is excusable. To be judged by soldiers is hell. To be judged by lawyers is paradise now the point must not be missed in this way what is wrong with the tyranny in africa is not that it is run by soldiers it would be quite as bad or worse if it were run by policemen what is wrong is that for the first time since pagan times private men are being forced to work for a private man men are being punished by imprisonment or exile for refusing to accept the job The fact that Botha can ride on a horse or fire off a gun makes him better rather than worse than any man like Sidney Webb or Philip Snowden who attempted the same slavery by much less manly methods. The Liberal Party will try to divert the whole discussion to one about what they call militarism, but the very terms of modern politics contradict it. For when we talk of real rebels against the present system, We call them militants, and there will be none in the servile state. The Servile State Again I read the other day in a quotation from a German paper the highly characteristic remark that Germany, having annexed Belgium, would soon re-establish its commerce and prosperity, and that in particular arrangements were already being made for introducing into the new province THE GERMAN LAWS FOR THE PROTECTION OF WORKMEN. I am quite content with that paragraph, for the purpose of any controversy about what is called German atrocity. If men, I know, had not told me they had themselves seen the bayoneting of a baby, if the most respectable refugees did not bring with them stories of burning cottages, yes, and of burning cottagers as well, if doctors did not report What they do report of the condition of girls in the hospitals if there were no facts if there were no photographs that one phrase i have quoted would be quite sufficient to satisfy me that the prussians are tyrants tyrants in a particular and almost insane sense which makes them preeminent among the evil princes of the earth the first and most striking feature is a stupidity that rises into a sort of ghastly innocence THE PROTECTION OF WORKMEN Some workmen perhaps might have a fancy for being protected from shrapnel. Some might be glad to put up an umbrella that would ward off things dropping from the gentle zeppelin in heaven upon the place beneath. Some of these discontented proletarians have taken the same view as Vandervelde, their leader, and are now energetically engaged in protecting themselves along the line of the seer. I am glad to say not altogether without success. It is probable that nearly all of the Belgian workers would, on the whole, prefer to be protected against bombs, sabres, burning cities, starvation, torture, and the treason of wicked kings. In short, it is probable, it is at least possible, impious as is the idea, that they would prefer to be protected against Germans and all they represent. But if a Belgian workman is told, that he is not to be protected against Germans but actually be protected by Germans I think he may be excused for staring his first impulse I imagine will be to ask against whom are there any worse people to come along but apart from the hellish irony of this humanitarian idea the question it raises is really one of solid importance for people whose politics are more or less like ours there is a very urgent point in that question against whom would the belgian workmen be protected by the german laws and if we pursue it we shall be enabled to analyze something of that poison very largely a prussian poison which has long been working in our own commonwealth to the enslavement of the weak and the secret strengthening of the strong for the prussian armies are pre-eminently the advanced guard of the servile state i say this scientifically and quite apart from passion or even from preference i have no illusions about either belgium or england both have been stained with the soot of capitalism and blinded with the smoke of mere colonial ambition both have been caught at a disadvantage in such modern dirt and disorder both have come out much better than i should have expected countries so modern and so industrial to do but in england and belgium there is capitalism mixed up with a great many other things strong things and things that pursue other aims clericalism for instance and militant socialism in belgium trades unionism and sport and the remains of real aristocracy in england but prussia is capitalism that is a gradually solidifying slavery and that majestic unity which she moves dragging all the dumb germanies after her is due to the fact that her servile state is complete while ours is incomplete there are not mutinies there are not even mockeries the voice of national self-criticism has been extinguished forever for this people is already permanently cloven into a higher and lower class in its industry as much as its army its employers are in the strictest sense and most sinister sense captains of industry Its proletariat is, in the truest and most pitiable sense, an army of labor. In that atmosphere, masters bear upon them the signs that they are more than men, and to insult an officer is death. If anyone asks how this extreme and unmistakable subordination of the employed to the employers is brought about, we all know the answer. It is brought about by hunger and hardness of heart, accelerated by a certain kind of legislation, of which we have had a good deal lately in England, but which was almost invariably borrowed from Prussia. Mr. Herbert Samuel's suggestion that the poor should be able to put their money into little boxes, and not be able to get it out again, is a sort of standing symbol of all the rest. I have forgotten how the poor were going to benefit eventually by what is for them indistinguishable from dropping sixpence down a drain. Perhaps they were going to get it back some day, perhaps when they could produce a hundred coupons out of the daily citizen, perhaps when they got their hair cut, perhaps when they consented to be inoculated or trepanned or circumcised or something. Germany is full of this sort of legislation, and if you asked an innocent German, who honestly believed in it, what it was, he would answer it was for the protection of workmen. And if you asked again their protection from what? You would have the whole plan and problem of the servile state plain in front of you. Whatever notion there is, there is no notion whatever of protecting the employed person from his employer much less is there any idea of his ever being anywhere except under an employer. Whatever the capitalist wants, he gets. He may have the sense to want washed and well-fed labourers rather than dirty and feeble ones, and the restrictions may happen to exist in the form of laws from the Kaiser or by-laws from the Krups. But the Kaiser will not offend the Krups, and the Krups will not offend the Kaiser laws of this kind then do not attempt to protect workmen against the injustice of the capitalist as the english trade unions did they do not attempt to protect workmen against the injustice of the state as the medieval guilds did obviously they cannot protect workmen against the foreign invader especially when as in the comic case of belgium they are imposed by the foreign invader what then are such laws designed to protect workmen against tigers rattlesnakes hyenas o my young friends o my christian brethren they are designed to protect this poor person from something which to those of established rank is more horrid than many hyenas they are designed my friends to protect a man from himself from something that masters of the earth fear more than famine or war and which Prussia especially fears, as everything fears that which would certainly be its end. They are meant to protect a man against himself, that is, they are meant to protect a man against his manhood. And if anyone reminds me that there is a socialist party in Germany, I reply that there isn't. End of section 9.